<clears throat> Run. Peel. Chat. Repeat. Repeat. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to episode, episode seven from Malta. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hello. to episode seven, as they say. <laughs> Night, darling. Cheers. They're going to go and play some cards now and drink all the wine. What's the uh, what, what's the card game of choice on the holidays, Sam? Uh, shithead. Perfect. So. As they say, welcome to episode seven. Guys, we've made it through quite a lot of hours of running chat. Yeah. Um, as always, I'm joined by Matt and Neil. And Ooh. this year, this year, <laughs> this week, yeah, so I've been down at the, uh, the dinner buffet and you get free alcohol with that. So I've had... Um, some beer to start with, then some rosé with the mains, and then some <laughs> red wine with the cheeses and dessert. I had a bounty, a bounty cake for dessert with some uh, very nice red wine. Um, pour yourself as well. It's like a beer tap. Dangerous. Um, so what I was thinking is we've kind of run out of PBs on Power of 10. So going from the marathon last week, let's go back to the 400 meters. And I don't know what you guys have run for 400 meters really because um, Power of 10 doesn't know. So I'll kick off and then you can try and remember in the meantime what you guys have run. I could, I'm gonna guess Neil is 60 seconds and Matt is 57, but you guys have a look and see what you think while I recount my 400 meter efforts. So I've never run in real competition. We have at Queen's Park Harriers, a track day or, or events where we try to run some distances like Matt chatted about the 10K on the track as a 5K. Then we've started doing a summer, summer track day during the summer, funnily enough, and 400 metres turns up at that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really tendon-wrenching event. <laughs> where I don't know any other, I mean, I suppose that's it. I don't know any other event where you just go all out from the gun until you finish, because what else is there to do? You can't pace yourself on a one lap. And twice that I've gone pretty hard from the start, my time has been 60 seconds and a little bit. So I've never broken a minute for the 400 meters. Um, so... Yeah, mine is 60 seconds um, point something. How about you, Neil? You look like you have a... Yeah, well, I've got two. Oh, I was going to say, was that your drink of choice, by the way? Was that your... Oh, are we bringing drinks out? Oh, I wondered, when, I wondered whether... You know what? You, you're absolutely right. I, 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 mean, I, wondered not... when, I wondered whether your description of basically Sam drinking all day <laughs> with the free bar, with the wine, with the beer was, by the way, oh my gosh... You would oh, not believe Sam has just picked up a... Let's see if it sounds as good as last week. It's our first returning drink. Yeah, I, I apologise. <laughs> I was thinking about this on my run as well today. I ran 32k, which you'll hear about later. So I thought about a lot of things. Um, this was one of them. I don't have another... There's quite a few beers to choose from here, but I... Um, bought a six pack last Sunday and because of the free 
drinks downstairs. I haven't drunk any more since we last spoke and we're going home tomorrow and I can't take more than a hundred mils. So either I'm going to be drinking. Yeah. I've got to drink more tonight, basically, because I'll drive well, the think, other end. I think, I think you should save some. I can't, I can't bring them back. Can't, you can't, can't bring a can back. Oh yeah. Not on the hold. Just anyway, buy a hold baggage for this one. <laughs> and the prickly pear liqueur. Oh, put it in the, put it in the buggy. Put it in the buggy. <laughs> So I've got a chusk again, um, which you heard all about last week. And I cringed about listening back how I was like, yeah, it's 5%, 4.2%. Anyway, so moving on swiftly, um, I get a feeling that Neil has fallen onto his wine wagon. I'm, I'm still on the wine wagon. As you remember from last week, I've decided to stop drinking beer um, before... I do this, these, this marathon, these marathons, uh, which I have bright, I have Manchester in three weeks and Brighton the week after that. So I sort of want, and I want to go for, for nuts, for nuts at Brighton. So I sort of want to hold myself back. Hang on. Are but, you running two marathons in two weeks? Two marathons in two weeks. It's kind of like. What? A little easier. You know, those people that do the Boston marathon and then the London Marathon, they're always like a week, actually they're less than a week apart. Now this is actually arguably easier than that. It's a Sunday to a Sunday, so it's fine. I think they've got one more day than you because normally it's one week and then I think Boston's on the Monday. So you, yeah, but you are, you are equally as hardcore, maybe, maybe yeah. more hardcore. Maybe more, no, I don't know. Probably we'll not. But yes, this is my, uh, Drink of choice at the moment, and it's uh, red wine, um, uh, amongst other things like water, for example. When you go running, I don't really do this, but this is a pico, a pico merlot Ooh. from Chile, central, central Chile. At that, it's quite. Can you show us that um, that label, pico e pico, pico. merlot pico. and carmenere. Yeah, a good year, apart from the pandemic. Um, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible year. For a terrible year. <laughs> uh, maybe, a good year for, maybe a good year for Chilean wine and Sam's Sam's like best running ever. Sam's 5K and Merlot, it was a good year. For the rest of humanity, it was terrible. <laughs> so I'm anyway. slosh that in there. Um, 400 metres. I have two um, examples. Um, there's one which is sort of unofficial. I might, I might have it on Strava. Um, but yes, the Queen's Park Harriers do a London marathon. It's like a relay, but basically you, you, put, you turn up at the track and everyone sort of puts their name down um, in this list and literally run 400 metres and pass the baton on. Um, and the idea being that as a team, we run round as fast as possible and I think it was 105 laps for this marathon so I remember it was it was probably the it might have been before the hot London marathon I'm not entirely sure but I think it might have been before the hot London marathon but I remember going Infamous. down there and going absolutely nuts at one I remember um it was kind of racing Macek actually who'd managed to to, to get 60 or 61 and I think I managed to get 62 so I, that was as fast as I could go um, and uh, I also remember vaguely um, 
like it might have hurt my le- my leg a little bit as well. It's like ideal, it's not ideal <laughs> if you're actually running the thing, but um, I think I went for it. It was either, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the week before the London Marathon. I thought, and this is probably completely advised against for, for anyone preparing, you know, um, to run a um, as fast as you can 400 meters before a uh, marathon that you're trying to do well at. But I mean, it's the same as doing a marathon before. Um, doing a marathon maybe advised against as well <laughs> so that was my first one the the second one is I have a segment um which I'm quite proud of oh. um, and it's it's um my old digs um uh, which is in Queen's Park um like just just off the park um and it's like the east sorry the west side south so downward downhill and it's it's 400 meters uh, downhill um, on, on, on the side there um, and not a PB you're not allowed yeah it's 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 downhill you know I think I did dip under 60 but I absolutely went out all out and as we know with segments you're not allowed to do the segment on its own because that's completely cheating you have to this really? is like the rule of, yeah the rule of Strava and you know it's thrown out you know this um, your, your result is thrown out if you don't do some kind of run beforehand or a workout before you can't just do the segment i mean that that is pure strava well i did these i, did, I, um, I did a session and then i this is a lockdown one i did a session did yes. they run but, um right now i'm in second um on that segment because someone has recorded an illegal run um on his oh no and i've flagged it and he's having none of it He's, what? No, he's, no, he's but no, you should you should flag it properly and put. I'm not GPS. allowed to. I'm not allowed to anymore. I've not. I've, no, send it to group. I've written to the send, organizers. Send it to oh, us. Send it well, to us, and I'll flag it as well because that's yes. rude. I power, am power of the I, I, I am <laughs> Strava police. I love flagging things, <laughs> and I put a really detailed description as to why that has not taken my crown. So. Send it to me. This, I'll sort it out. This it's is, like this when is Matt Kitching took that one running up the hill and took it off Edo. I've 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 derailed him there. This has this oh, has, is that, has that been removed? No, it hasn't. Because <laughs> I, I deliberately I was going to flag myself, <laughs> but how much it annoyed Ed <laughs> made me keep. It. <laughs> <laughs> and we told him that it was real, but if he looks at that in any detail, he'll realise that it's not real. For anyone um, playing along at home, just go to Gladstone Park, um, Parkside on the right-hand side, the really horrible 12%. Is it Parkside Hill? Full? Parkside Full? No, I think it's I can't the short it's one, which is way tougher. Far. The full one half. is way easier than the half. I, the created, half the, I, I, I created the full one, by the way, just like yeah. to my hand up and for that. Just, just going back to you running downhill and getting segments, um, Neil, during lockdown, I came out of my house and one of the first people I saw, you know, it actually, is, I think it's anniversary of lockdown one is 13th of March. So oh my gosh. Um, blessed, blessed day. Um, but I saw Neil for one of the first times I saw normal people and he was at the top of Parkside running down the hill. What was that about, Neil? Because you'll tell it better than me. So, um so yeah, there is. There was a Chelsea footballer. Um, can, can you remember the name of this footballer? I, Wayne Wayne Bridge or someone? No, 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 no. no. He's no. a nice guy. Um, it was. Um, it, it, sure, it was, it was Chelsea. John Terry. No, that other guy. Who is it? Anyway, we'll come yes. back to that because we'll the find his name. Important. Well, so there was a five k challenge that went round in lockdown, 
basically where you run sort of five. I'm sure it was this run five. No, it wasn't even the lockdown. It doesn't really matter. The point was, is that a lot of people were basically going out and doing their own activities um, and re recording. So what Strava does, obviously, is um, if you are re recording your time and you stop your watch and then you start it again, it records your moving time, but it also records if you sort of look in depth into that activity, your elapsed time. So um, there, there were quite a few people who were, oh, Sam has the name, I think. Ross Barkley, Ross incredible five-time, 5K time. Sparks hilarious online banter. Apparently he ran 16 minutes and 11 seconds, but Twitter users quickly found him out. Carry on. That's exactly it. So it became a bit of a phenomenon um, on the sort of the Strava community. And there was an account Strava called, called Strava Wankers. So I can say that name because it's called that. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it was people were uploading the results to this per, to this account, and they were sort of sharing with everybody. So it was a lot of people basically starting and stopping their watch. So you'd be doing your your exercise as fast as you could, pausing it, and then getting your energy back, and then continuing your exercise. So I sort of thought, what would what would be the most efficient way of um, of, of doing this, so what would be the best way I could, um, you know, hit the, my fastest ever 5k? And I think, I think I managed to get a sub sub 15 minute 5k. Awesome. Um, by I, I chose Parkside, which is on the edge of Gladstone Park, and I spent I, nearly two hours um, <laughs> running downhill um, in like 150 meters, and honestly, absolutely ruined my body. But um, I would basically start my sprint. And then start my watch whilst in mid sprint, run, you know, 150, 200 meters, pause at the bottom, and then just walk up the hill. And I think Sam caught me at the top. Like I was like three quarters of the way through this, and I'm absolutely exhausted, but I was ever so close. And I think, yeah. So I ended up, I ended up getting um, under 15 minutes. There was a guy, I think, I think there was someone that did actually break the world record, like the like the, the 5k world record for sort of doing stop start. Um, I thought I'd do much better, weirdly. I thought I'd do much better than 15 minutes, but... Yeah, because the world record at the time was like 12.40-something, wasn't it? It was before yeah. Chapter Guy. And yeah. I just saw you and I was like, what are you doing? And already you were saying, it's really weird, but my hamstrings are hurting a lot. So, yeah, this was, this was, this, this was um, the fun, right? The fun of lockdown one, sort of finding different challenges. And, man, we met, we, we kept, you know we found it weird seeing each other in, in the flesh. So I remember standing so, so far away from you <laughs> trying to tell you what I was doing and feeling a bit guilty that we'd stood at the top of the hill to even talk. Because <laughs> I should just be out on my exercise. So weird. <laughs> Anywho, that's, uh, that's my two 400s. Matt, do you, do you have one that you I'm remember? going to try and find that... Um that 5k effort oh. down the hill and i'm i'm almost there i'm i'm in the week of 6th of april 2020 so i'm not yeah. far off it but in the meantime um matt would you like to introduce your beer slash wine slash water and 400 meter effort yeah the 400 one that was a that was a surprise sam um i wasn't expecting that so i've been good good frantically trying to look in strava and garmin and whatever for my fastest 400. So I don't actually know. I've definitely never run. Well, I tell a lie. I have one. I have run one, apparently, 400 meter at the Queen's Park track day. But that was in 2017. 
Um, so I ran recently then. seconds. Oh, okay. so you're the slowest of the three of us. <laughs> How ah, however, however, I found Dulwich. Oh, for fuck's Summer sake. League relay is 400 meters. Never, never, oh. ever 400 meters. Never. And in 2019, I ran 58 seconds. So I would like to claim 58. I don't know if I trust my GPS. Did it come up as 50 is um, 400 meters on your? Yeah. Did you change? Did you change the distance to um, track? Did you just sort of say no? <laughs> no, I did not. To be honest, well, I agree. I, I would, if somebody would have asked, I wouldn't have said that that was 400 meters round. But according to GPS, it is. Yeah, I'd say so yeah, that. somewhere between that 58 and 61. On on that, I, I would, because they're always not what they say they are. But normally, it's the other way around. So actually, you've probably run that. So yeah, I give you that. And Excellent. we know that you'll probably run 400 meters quicker than us. But I'm happy to say that power of 10 says that you haven't run that. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> power of 10 doesn't say Can't anything be validated. about 400 meters. And uh, um, what uh, beverage have you got? Yeah, on the beverage front. So I was inspired, my choice this week was inspired by uh, Neil's trip to Cornwall. So yeah. I've got a Harbour uh, Brewing Company, which is from Bodmin in North Cornwall. And it is a beach break American pale. And yeah, so far quite nice. Oh, it looks nice. I think. Oh, I want to try yeah. that. Oh, that. oh, I've heard of those. 4.0. 4.0. Yeah, it's water. Um, yeah, very good. I found, I found, I found the Ross Buckley 5K three minute PB from Neil Peel. Um, back on the 25th of April, 2020. So this is real in the thick of it, lockdown. He's probably cheered by some people running down. And it was a Saturday, so it wasn't NHS cheering. 5.04 p.m., Neil went up to the top of the hill and there's some thick lines going the wrong way. Can, uh, can you guys guess what time he might have run? Well, you said sub-15, so I'm going to say... 1454. Neil? I thought it was something like, I'm sure it was like 14, like 59 or something. Like I just brushed underneath. Oh, you smashed it. 1435. Ooh, lovely. <laughs> Two <laughs> minutes. What was, what, was my lap, what was my elapsed time, which is the most important? Elapsed time, one hour, 33 minutes, <laughs> and 58 seconds. <laughs> Very well done, Neil. Oh, I'm so proud of that. I titled it. I might, print, I might print that one out actually put that on the wall you should you should set a, a running career life goal of beating that time in a valid god that is tough <laughs> oh it's oh gosh well that would win that would win um that would win the worthing park run um which right is away. Quite, uh, not, not mine i mean it's a very fast one actually but uh, that, that would be like the that would be the no that would be the all-time best oh, that would be the run. record best yeah that's that would no, I knocked Jake Whiteman off the um wow. the Ross room for, 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 for Worthing Park room. So that yes, you're right. Maybe that's the uh, next year's aim. Just to just wow. to take that one. Yeah. So your pace was two minutes fifty-five seconds per kilometer. But interestingly, your GAP grade assisted pace was two minutes and twenty seconds. So they're saying that the, the hills didn't actually help you. But there's 
I, I'm going to post this on the um, on the Instagram. You're going to report it? No, 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 no. I think someone not. did report it, and I, 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 I think I just said get lost. Um, yeah, of course. Reporting. Um, it. It, 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 yeah, it's it's amazing. The uh, it got a lot of love on Twitter. Um, as well that's, it's just that's... so good to see those little hills if you look at the elevation it's just like whoop, whoop, whoop. i mean i think i think that my um elevation or the gradient down was was probably t- too tough i think it, i think there has there has to be a science yeah. behind like what 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 is the absolutely ideal situation i think you ha- i think you probably have to be in motion when you start your watch i mean that would make sense but and also Cutting it in 150s, would it be better for you to do 200 or 300? I do. There must have been someone that's worked this out. And well, it's probably best to, to, to do it on the seafront where I live now and have the wind behind you sort of doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, say a wind or a shallower gradient would be better. Like you say, park size like 10 or 12% or something. That, that can't be good. <laughs> that's that's too really sharp. Down, one, I mean, the, the like amount, a- imagine the amount of weight going through your legs. That's that's exactly what it is, you know, with with that gradient. Yeah, um, didn't stop you though because you ran a um, a marathon the next week. I did. I, I think I might have run twelve marathons in twenty twenty. I I I think most people just sort of went. You know, you go for your exercise. I think everyone was doing like a half marathon a day, or a lot of people I know went for like half marathon a day, just to get out their one bedroom flat. <laughs> Also, interestingly, it, it turns out that you were running on the grill at this time. So maybe you had discovered the grill without realizing you discovered the grill, Neil, just to let you know. I was, I was finding my way around my local area, and so certainly did find the grill. I found the Christmas tree as well. Have you found the Christmas tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No, no. Anyway, great fun. So we've been through the 400 meters. We've been through the beers. Um, I'd like to look at your t-shirts, guys. But before you do, I'd like to look at my t-shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard... What, what are you wearing, Sam? <laughs> I'm glad that you asked. I, I was inspired. Well, you got to remember, I came over to Malta and I didn't actually remember that I should bring some t-shirts to, uh, to talk about. So I actually just luckily had this in my bag. But equally, I would have loved to talk about this at one point. It's um, London Marathon orange t-shirt and so it's from last year 2021 london marathon first time back for real and i had a bit of a funny build-up to this one it was um a very good 2020 and then a little bit of an injury so i had this knee that just swelled up and i think it was some kind of um issue i can't remember what the word was but anyway it just swelled up a lot after anything slightly hard um running wise and so i took three weeks off and then i slowly built up to london because i had a place anyway and then me and andy mccarran were in a similar place where he had had a little bit of an injury before and just before we'd done enough running to say maybe we'll go for sub three because that's a nice thing to try and aim for um without sounding like a dick um because obviously that's a massive thing for a lot of people but we'd We'd both gone kind of sub 245 before, so it was a, a nice aim and still quite, it would be a real challenge because we've both had a few weeks off. Um, and so 
it came to the day and actually we realized that sub three for me would mean um, I probably wouldn't get good for age. So I thought, well, I'll start out at 255 pace and then see how that feels. And if I need to pull back, I can. Um, so started out, I think it was, what's that? 408s, 407s. And it felt great, really good. Me and Andy ran together. And I, I don't think I've ever run a race with someone for so long where we've been equally matched for so much. Like we were both chilled. People who came up to us, we were kind of chatting to them and we were going along for a bit and then they were going off ahead or going behind. So it was a lovely, lovely run. And then um, he, <laughs> with about four miles to go, he just kept like sneaking in front of me and he was just a little bit off. And I had two of his gels in my pockets because he didn't have any pockets. And I said, Andy, here are your gels. You're clearly feeling better than me. I need to hold it together for this last bit because I'm, I'm on the edge with these four tens or whatever we're running. And yeah, it was good because he, he, he took me up on that and he went off and he made, I ended up finishing in 256, which was great. I was so happy with that. And it was very hard for those last four miles. Um, and he ends up finishing in 2.53. So he made up three minutes on me in those four miles, which is incredible for the end of a marathon. But we all know yeah. Andy's a, a bit of a beast. Um, and he must so, have just been weaving. Yeah. so many people. Must have felt so good. Uh, and But it was such a special marathon in, in so many ways for me because I love London marathons. We talked about last week. Um, but also not feeling 100% coming into it and then managing to hit your goal that is still a, a real like lifetime thing that I always wanted to do, like the sub three thing and, and, and managed to do that. And then luckily just scraping into the good fridge for this year. Um, I think it kind of cut off around the 257, 258 mark. Um, I wasn't sure I'd made it. I thought I'd maybe need to be under 255. So it was a really a different, you know, where you've where you've gone or I've gone to like a, a low 240s kind of area. And then just going under three was it, it's amazing how running can be so different at different times when when and I suppose it'll continue to be as you get older and your times change. So it was a really like um, humbling reminder of, you know, respect what your body can do and and also it was the first big, big race back that we did. And um, although the crowds can get too much at some point, it was brilliant. So I, I loved it. And yeah, it means a lot. Um, yeah. So Neil, you've got a, a blue t-shirt on. I do. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna send this to you um, so you can play along at home. Um, so they say. I've sent it on the WhatsApps, um, but so the front is the logo of the Asics, I believe, or Mizuno. What is this? Asics. Uh, Asics. Who knows? It, it, no one. Thing is, no one knows. But no one it, actually it's, knows. It's sort of sideways six. It's quite none. Why would Why would Mizuno be a letter A? <laughs> well, it, it, I can't. I'm, I'm looking at my screen, and I'm looking like. I'm reading it backwards. Oh, so, is that letter A? That's I've never noticed that before. 
So I'll just flip it backwards because this is that's the front, stupidly. This is the back. Oh. It's actually the logo, which is actually the logo of the race. This is the Monte du Ventoux. Wow. So I was on holiday in the south of France in 2018. Oh, wow. Um, and I've just shared this with you. It's um, so... As you, as you do when you're on holiday, you you scan, uh, you go on the internet and you write, is there a race while I'm in, while I'm on holiday? <laughs> this is yeah. right. I'm sure you did this. You're in Malta. You're like, right. Just, just, you just Googled, is there a race? I could just do a race while I'm here. So there was, there was a choice on my penultimate day um, um, down, we were down in um, Port Grimo, uh, but we sort of moved up. So Mont Ventoux is the sort of the famous, um, it's famous for the Tour de France. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a, a mount, a, mount um, a cyclist's fa um, fabled hill, a fabled mountain kind of thing. At the very top, there's a cafe and stuff, but it's uh, it's like the hill to do. But basically, this was um, a 14-kilometer race starting uh, in a town called Bedouin, and it was just uphill, it, like the entire way, and it just got steeper and steeper and steeper. Um, and if you sort of look at the line, it sort of starts at about 250 meters and ends at 2,000, um, sorry, 1,886 meters. So it's uh, uh, over the course of 14 uh, kilometers, which is, and it, it does gradually get steeper. So I remember <laughs> it's quite fun. Um, it was actually quite fun. It just, it, you know, obviously we, we spaced out quite quickly. Um, there was maybe 300 people that did it, three or 400 people. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it was just interesting. What was interesting? One of one of the things that was interesting about this was the um, just just how the landscape just changed. You know, you'd sort of start in the town, and there was like forests section, and then there was sort of like the the the, the, the trees would sort of disappear, disappear, and you ended up in the sort of the slate section until you end up on the sort of the rubble of the top of the hill, um, and you you sort of seeing patches of like snow stuff like right at the top there and it's flipping freezing right Jesus. at the top it's like hot chocolates at the top but it was like 36 degrees at the bottom wow um, that's insane yeah, so right. but i think splits yeah. uh five five minutes for the first k <laughs> ranging through eight minutes for the fifth k and then and then you kind of hover around that for a while but then the last K is 11 minutes and five seconds, which, yeah. I mean, fair enough, because that's 167 metres of elevation just in that kilometre. <laughs> kilometre 13, 182 metres. I'm quite pleased with that. Um, and I did, I was like, I'm going to run the whole oh, way. Oh, yes. I, I obviously didn't run the whole way, but um, it was impossible. But I, I finished, I think I finished 20th or something, top 20. I, I, um, we all finished. We, we, we were invited down to Bedouin Town Centre for the um, for the award ceremony where they gave all the runners a um, wine, um, cheese, and paella. It was um, it amazing, was excellent. You know, sort of trying to practice my French um, with with some of the other runners. It's like, why oh, have you come all the way from the from Great Britain for this? I was like, yes, that's right. <laughs> my wife's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just sure. eating the eating the cheese, going yes. Yeah. No, it was good though. Um, definitely a different race, you know. It was really just, it was 
what yeah amazing to, to have done that but yeah that's what this shirt is and it is particularly smelly um it is just the fabric and i don't know what it is but do you ever have a do you have a shirt that like you could put on and like yeah. about a seconds later it's gone it's it's absolutely rough it looks it's nice. the ones that have got elastane in them is my yeah oh it probably, smells it smells bad you could probably smell it from where you are actually. yeah i was wondering what that was if you just rub your rub your computers and take a smell the oh, smell of remember engine. that I yeah. used to have a I used to have a FIFA ninety eight was a scratch and sniff disc, so I had you you get the um, CD ROM thing and you scratch it and it smelled like grass. <laughs> it was horrible after a while. It started smelling of no, um, burnt plastic. Surely not. Yeah. I had that game. Yeah. yeah Neil, this, Neil, this run is incredible. I mean, it says here fifteen, so one thousand five hundred eighty-two meters of elevation gain in total. Fucking hell, I, really, I really quickly googled Everest. I've lost the page now. Everest. <laughs> so the base camp of Everest is at five thousand three hundred meters, and the summit the summit is eight thousand eight hundred, which means that the total climb is three and a half thousand. Yeah, just half. Of and that. your your fourteen k run is is sixteen hundred. So it's like half. It's nearly half. The climb of Everest you've done in this run, and you've what? averaged seven fifty-four a kilometer. Incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Nuts. One hour fifty-two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the winner. That was quite far. I think he was like one one thirty or something. But I think it was. I wasn't too far behind. It was. It was. It was kind of. It was kind of bonkers. Um, but that these these guys Jeez. were sort of built built for the hills, you know. Have you ever watched on a on a slightly related topic? Have you ever watched? Um, Killian Journey's Summits of My Life or something. There's like a documentary about Killian Journey. He's oh, a nutter, isn't he? He's an absolute... He, he picked like nine... I can't remember the number. He's like nine summits or something. He's like an ultra-marathon mountain runner type guy. And he picked, I think it's about nine or seven summits, as in mountains, that he wanted to set the record for summiting and then going back down. And Everest is the last one i think there's a documentary as well on prime or amazon or yeah whatever one of those things and then run <laughs> um and i'm pretty sure he goes up everest in record time but he gets like he gets some sort of he gets pneumonia or something and so he doesn't set the record and but then he instead decides oh, I feel fine now I come down I feel fine so I'll just go back up again and come down and set the fastest double ascent instead Jesus. Um, but yeah he's I don't know anyway these my point being these sort of mountain runners are just a different breed aren't they yeah. like, I don't know I don't know how you could do this let alone but it's like yeah. um I guess it's like those cross-country runners are a different breed you, you just don't know where or how they possibly can do what they do but yeah there are yeah there are different sort of specialities. I don't really know. Love, uh, I'd love to understand that because it is such like seeing the nationals recently. Really, is such a different skill, isn't it? That Mohammed Mohammed guy is obviously a great runner, and he he does good stuff on the road as well. Um, but when it comes to cross country, he's just <laughs> so strong, isn't he? Mm. And also, you Neil, you're an absolute beast at cross country. You annihilate me every time. It's it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> 
I don't know. And I was so yeah. happy when I beat you. It was one Luton a little while ago and I beat you. I remember afterwards just going, yes! I, I, you did your classic. Um, Sam does this classic um, when he runs past me of like tapping me on the back and asking if I'm all right. Um, I, I was going to sort of butt in on your anecdote about, um, oh, about your T-shirt, you know, your, your, your London marathon and sort of... <laughs> mentioned that you patted me on the back um and ran off no, in fact, I, I, I did not know, pat you on the back uh, this time this that was happen. andy andy yeah. was inside do you know what andy patted me on the back twice and, and went off and, and the year before that sam barrel patted me on the back twice and ran off and then the year before that you patted me on the back twice so i did say <laughs> when neil is struggling at this specific area in london marathon you don't go near me but but andy Oh, Andy did it. <laughs> you actually offered to help me. You were the good Samaritan. You were helping. I ran with time. you for a while. I know. You were like, come on. And I was like, I think I was just being really unpleasant. <laughs> and I think you went off. <laughs> no, no. I said, just watch my heels and we'll run together. But you, no, you were running really well and you were just holding it together, doing what you need to do at the end because, you know, you'd gone off a good, a good kick with those guys and um, you, were, you were going for sub 250 and it was a, a tough one. <laughs> But I reckon you've got way more in you this time. You've you've done yeah. some really strong training, so it's mm. going to be interesting. It's going to be so yeah. good. Anyway, I can't wait to get to that. So let's yeah, dip this Matt. shit in the bud and um, listen to Matt's t-shirt chat. Yes. So what are you wearing, week, Matt? <laughs> last week we talked about um, the Yorkshire Ten Mile and how I wish I'd. Um, yeah, limboed under the finish line. So <laughs> yes. to bring this rather beautiful pink, oh. um, pink t-shirt, which on the is it the front or the back? So this is not a this is not your bog standard finisher t-shirt, guys. This was a, oh. I say one of a kind, but it was the top three. The podium got a Yorkshire champion. T-shirt. Oh, like that. that, like that. Um, well, that must have then, cost more than Lydiard whole order last time. <laughs> but then I, I mean, it is bright pink, and it's got Asda Foundation printed across the back. So it's a horrible, it's a horrible T-shirt. Um, but I was wearing it just because it said champion, and you know, yeah, you got to be smug once in a while. But then the the, the first time I washed it, um, it. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit in short. So Jen now wears it because she wants to be known as the Yorkshire champion. So she, having never run the Yorkshire 10 mile, she wears this for netball, um, bright pink. <laughs> for netball. Yeah, there you go. So would you recommend? Would you uh, recommend the race? I actually would. Yeah, it's it's fairly quick. I would say there's a couple of. Well, one big hill, which we talked about yesterday, uh, yesterday, last week, right at the end. Yeah. The rest of it's fairly flat. It's not that bad. A couple of like bridges and stuff, but not that bad. So when you um, talk about this hill, what kind of thing are we talking? Are we are we like talking um, Parkside where you run up that double maybe? How, how long is it? What Bath half? Yeah. The end? Let me try and find it. But yeah. Um, but in the um, meantime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably not all that bad. <laughs> all that bad, but at the end of ten miles, it just feels horrific. Looking at Strava, you go from six meters to about 
25. So it's, it's only 20 metres of gain. It's really not that much. But it's within a few hundred metres or something. Like, it, it can't be very... It's not very long. Does, um, it feel, does it feel worse than Bath Half's finish? Oh, God, yeah. Like, a hundred times worse than that. Because That's Bath just Half an incline, is it? It's not no, a hill. that is neat. That's pretty tough. Mm. Oh, really? I thought I was quite good at hills, but the more the more I the more I do the, like it's really hilly around here in Malta. So I'm obviously still here, and it's you can't go anywhere. I suppose it's because we're on the coast, so you're either going inland or there's little bobbles over the side. And, and I'm used to just being able to run so flat in Northwest London. But anyway, so great. Um, any more to add on Yorkshire champion? No. No, I mean, yeah, the only other good thing about that race, I'd say, is that you go fairly early on, you go through the middle of York. So, like, literally down the main shopping street and around the Minster. So, that's quite cool. But also, you just get, like, a load of random shoppers cheering you on. So, like, it's not even just spectators. You get, like, a whole town full of people are like, oh, there's a race. That's That's nice, Yeah, yeah. going through York, because that's a um, cool city. That, that's sort of reminding me that the Manchester Marathon this this year, I don't know if you guys are doing it, um, but it's uh, it has changed its course. So it actually now includes the centre of Manchester. And I remember doing the Manchester Marathon in 2019 and finishing and getting the tram train back to the centre and with a medal on quite proudly, my first sub three and remembering like getting a few odd looks like, oh, what's that? Is there a race going on? Something like that. There was really no clue. Well, you know, about two hours later, there's quite a lot of people wearing medals and stuff. But you know, it wasn't too much. I think it's going to be quite a lot nicer. The fact that you're, we're going to sort of parade through <laughs> the town centre as well, quite good. Proper, you know, proper look of yeah. man, proper tour of the town and the surrounding areas. That's what you want, really. Yeah, I like that. It was quite fun because I remember Bath Bristol Marathon. You run through Bath at the end and. It was really nice seeing people just going, oh, there's something going on, and then giving a cheer at the end. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, so on to that, because that's three weeks today, I believe. Um, I guess you guys have done some running this week. Um, and I was thinking I was thinking a lot on my run today. I'm not sure if I told you yet. Um, and I thought Neil should probably go first this week, because... Um, he didn't last oh, week. Well, certainly, um, I'll certainly give it a go. Um, no, no worries. Try. Yeah. Well, as I stated last week, I was back to back to my trajectory, which I'm aiming at like 100 kilometers at the moment um, for the weeks. Mm. Um, I've been steadily building up since December from about 50 kilometers, just adding a little bit more. And I had that little dip. Um, and then I had another little dip just before, um, oh, just uh, just for the Wokingham half. So I'm basically straight back up to, to, to where I planned. But this is all, seems to be all, um, all to plan at the moment. Yeah, we are, um, we start on Monday where I had a, a plan, um, I had a planned session, but no, I took a rest day. That was my rest day. And that was mainly because I was traveling back from Cornwall, oh. my wife's homeland. Um, but that was actually quite needed i'd just done a 33k the night um, the day before and um that was actually kind of nice for that um the tuesday 
I did a tempo run. I quite enjoyed this one. It was pretty tough though. Um, it was a 15 minute, 15 minute, 15 minute um, special. And I'm not sure, I might've copied one of yours, Matt, possibly. Or it might've been something that um, Pila Edo mentioned to me um, that it, like it's a properly good session to, to, to sort of, to, to try and do just to, um, and rather than, I think I've done it once before on heart rate, trying to do it that way. But this time I sort of went for fours, um, four minutes per kilometer. Then I went sort of like to the low three, low three fifties. And then for the last, um, for the last 15, I went, I was down actually 339, 340s. Um, I sort of pushed it out. So I sort of went, basically I went for, MRP, then tempo, I guess, and then sorry, um, what is HMRP. MRP? What's what's MRP? Mean? MRP, uh, marathon race pace. Ah, oh, marathon race pace. Marathon race pace. Um, I'm I'm doing uh, marathon race pace. I'm not wearing um, my old carbons here, but I'm wearing my old chunky shoes. So oh, in, in my chunky shoes. Might who knows what what happened? But I guess this is even better training. <laughs> So four is 353s in, in um deep sea diving boots uh, and then 340s. So yeah, that. So yeah, it was a uh yeah, it was a it was a good session. Obviously, I when I do my sessions, um like you guys sort of do, you you want to sort of have a rest either side. So I tend to choose Tuesdays and Thursdays to sort of do my sessions and then so yeah. Um the next day I did a loop with Martin. We went out um and uh did sort of near to 12k um so it was pretty decent um just the off, usual off of evil martin <laughs> yeah i'm not off of evil martin yeah so just to check um not that i'm hoping he's injured but is he all right now then is his foot okay yeah it's all right i'm afraid <laughs> no it's, oh, fine. It's, God. All right. it's all right um i'm oh, he's gonna scupper your life by the way well i don't know i don't know it's a weird one isn't it um, I've talked about this a bit last week, but um, I don't know if you know um, of Melissa Gibson from the Ealing Eagles. Ah, yes. I've Have you her. like been, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram or anything like this, um, or on Strava, but I mean, we know her from the Summer League. Um, and I'm yes. kind of, I'm kind of, it's like last month, it's been absolutely crazy. But she's likes doing marathons. Let's put it that way. She, um, she's I mean, same age as me. I'm mean, actually incredible runner, um, and I didn't realise like how kind of good she was. But she's just sort of inspired me to um, almost to make this decision. Like you know, this this will be this this will be okay. Like you can like recover and go for the next, or actually not worry about it if I don't get my be all end or time in. In, in, in Brighton because I've done a race in, in, in Manchester means that that's it. I, or, you know, the, the thing is you can just move on and, um, or you might end up actually getting a fantastic result. So, so um, I'll just get uh, her up on my the screen here. So she's done, she did the first race was at the 6th of February, the D um, Marathon de San Valentino, where she did it in 2.48. Um, and uh, like, absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Matt's face. The one week later or two weeks later, she went on 
and did the Seville Marathon in 243. <laughs> uh, what, one week and later? Can you give us those dates? I think it was, so 248 on the 6th, and then uh, on the 21st, that's two weeks mm, okay. later, she did the Seville Marathon in 243, so two PBs. And yeah, then very, just very yesterday, she's just won the Cypress Marathon. In, what time? Well, it was 3.01, but she said it was just headwind. And he said it was atrocious conditions, but fourth human to cross the line and first female, 3.01. So this is this was yesterday. So pretty much one month, um, just, just over one month. And that's three marathons. Plus she did Wokingham Half, which she got 118 in. Oh, so, I mean pretty good going so i am pretty damn inspired by that so <laughs> i'd say like um and i feel like it maybe i don't know I'll I'll, I'll 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 take that and say this means that you can just do a marathon back to back right is that what do you think pretty good pretty much. yeah pretty much. i mean <laughs> that does sound feasible i mean i wouldn't want that as my race schedule <laughs> but I wouldn't volunteer, but that is, is bloody uh, impressive. No, really impressive, right? Um, yeah, so there we are. Um, I'll move back on to my, my sessions. I'm on to Thursday now, um, and I did my track session um, with uh, the coach up there called Jeff, um, and it was four miles, basically. This was four. good. Yeah. I liked this. Yeah. Oh, it was a really yeah. it was a decent session. Very nice. Actually. Um, so I aimed for four yeah miles yeah four miles off nineties. Mm. What I really like is that all, all four are within a second of each other. Yeah, and um, I was I was pretty much on my own on the track as well. I, I normally there's a, there's normally two or three others, but um, one of the guys had COVID this week, so it was so, so we normally sort of switch sides um who, who's leading and stuff and he's a little bit quicker than calvin he's a little little bit quicker than me um but i had a guy that was jumping in like every other lap called charles who he, um and he yeah he, he's decent too but he's he's sort of kind of coming back from an injury so he was he was he, i was i would be doing he would be jumping in on the first or starting with us on the first lap and then stopping and then jumping in on the third lap and then and then sort of stopping every single time but yeah it was that, just that can also slightly throw your pace as well say so like i don't know you're, you're saying that like that was a helpful thing i'm sure it was very helpful but it can it can also throw you but your mm. pacing is remarkable so mm. it's four by a mile and look at this you've got 528 528 527 527 mm. yeah excellent. pretty happy about yeah it felt so like what it, what yeah. is that for a lap what were you lapping that uh, about 81 about 81 and a half, 82, something like that. I was aiming for 80s. I said I'd go for 80s. So my, my first laps always tended to be like 81. Then mm. I'd sort of slow it a little bit. And there was a bit of there was a bit of wind on the on the on the lap, um, on the back straight lap, which is in fact where I where we where we start our sessions. We always start on the 200. Um, but no, it, yeah. I think with 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 Jeff, I'm trying to like make sure I don't be a be the fool basically I, I i sort of want to make sure i've got my pacings absolutely absolutely right so it just feels like i'm sort of being watched when i go past so it's quite um it's quite good actually um and to, to get them all it's good so yeah good session yeah very really nice 
so four four miles plus lots of warm up warm downs um to make about um oh yeah there was a there was a lunchtime run as well i'm literally just i'm you know what i'm making miles you know <laughs> it's just this time i'm trying to go out and just just get, just get some miles i'm i'm not talking just like going to the to the, to the barbers and stuff you're trying to do like a, like a half an hour like lunch run just to kind of make it up but yeah that was like a 20 kilometer day um the next one was another martin run but we went up to uh a lo the local windmill which is nice oh yeah that's good so what's this windmill gag about well <laughs> i just didn't know there was one i just didn't believe it didn't believe it really um and what's the gag we are we weren't sure it's you're posing you're doing a selfie we weren't we weren't totally sure what to do so we um so we um we I, just, like, I like martin's face in this selfie why, why yeah, is we, we, we went for the we went for the vomiting photos um i think what it was to say was that we were disgusted by the name of the road called mill lane with the mill at the top i don't know what it was it was I know we found it funny. All right, we found it funny. Don't shoot messenger. It's you know what I'm disgusted by, Neil. <laughs> Go on. You're wearing a bloody hoodie again. <laughs> and oh, it's when his cotton hoodies become running at times. It's worse because it's raining. <laughs> oh, why God, would you wear that? Five kilos by the time. I was back. wearing a dirty little wind jacket today, and I thought that was too much. What are you going to be like in a vest? More oh, importantly, what think kind of vest are you going to wear at Manchester and think, think about it. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Will it be I'm green? I do know. What the fuck are you on about? Will it be green or will it be red and white? I don't know. Well, which one would be green? You're not running with Worthing. That's not um, Jeff's club. No. Hang on. I'm not bothered about the colour. I'm bothered about whether it's a string vest. I was oh, the string uh, vest. yeah. <laughs> That's the, 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 the Ron Hill fan club. Um, look, which uh, I'm still adamant I'm going to do it, but I think I might have to get like a hat to to sort of let at least let everybody know. Like, by the way, I, this is who I am. Um, but no, I don't know. No, but but think about it this way. Just like I was talking about the deep sea diving shoes, you train with a cotton hoodie on. You wear yourselves down. Come race day, just wear your little your little vest, and you are flying. Take it from me. Right. Pro. Saturday, I uh, we drove over to Hove um, Hove Prom uh, to do some a bit of park run tourism, and um, it was my first buggy park run without like a one of those proper specialist running buggies. So um, it was an interesting experience. Um, my boy cried only about two thirds of it. Um, so it was all right. <laughs> oh, I thought it was you and Katie that were crying. It was the baby. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, I think we want to try a proper running buggy. So I've, I've, I've asked for some sort of advice and I've, I've got a friend up the road, um, someone from my, um, from, from Katie's um, uh, mum's strength and strength classes which she does in the week uh, who's got a spare we're going to try before we buy type of thing but um yeah he seemed to like it when we went a bit faster like which is which is quite good i was thinking it might be um that might be a good thing might be a good sign so basically hmm. he was annoyed that you were going so slow yeah, he's like he was looking at his watch he's like come on it's just so boring <laughs> amazing no, he was all right. Um, but it was nice to go, and it's nice to sort of 
you know, Hover's like, it's like 15 minute drive from here. So it's really, it's quite a nice one to do. It's a bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite part when I've ever done. It's actually, it's, it, it's two out and backs. I kind of thought they could do a little bit, <laughs> a little bit better, i.e. just one out and back, but um, there we are. So it's quite a lot of overtaking. Um, it was, I think, fairly strong presence from the AB training group there as well, it noticed. Uh, sneaking in on them, are you? Yeah, I had a little look, I had a little look. Um, moving on to today, um, and it was a hideous session. Um, where I went for a long run with a period of marathon race pace. Or, a period? Or, yeah, 24 kilometers at uh, fours or 359s. Um, and uh, yeah, it really, really hurt. <laughs> so it makes me think, God, I couldn't go faster than that. Um, but but it was a really tough day. What it was did just, you like, run in? Wind. What, um, which shoes? My, my deep sea diving shoes again. I, See, like, I mean, <laughs> as great as they are, they are they're, they're older than your child. Um, <laughs> non, and also, closed roads, or yeah. no crowds, no people to run with. Yeah, yeah. no. Talking of non-closed roads, did you see that Andy McCarran ran a one eighteen half round down down <laughs> to and around Hyde Park this week? <laughs> Most of it was down to and back from Hyde Park, like. Just around Hyde Park would be impressive, but it's no, I, uh, yeah. halfway down the canal, then a bit through Paddington Station. And so I was ogling over. Way. I was ogling over Johnny's run from last week, but I'm sorry, Johnny. This 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 has topped that one. This was outstanding. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, McCarran is. Um, when I spoke to him last week, he said, "Yeah, I feel like I'm in the form of my life," and I was like, <laughs> "You need to find some races now." yourself sub 16 5k because he could smash that you need to get a sub 32 10k because he, he really could do that right now what races has he got you know yeah they're all no fun. i don't I, I, but he's not doing a spring marathon so he's going to try and hit a few things yeah he's just doing he hit 130k this week well, i just, just assumed he's running i just assumed he was training for a marathon he must you know Running like this, and uh, he's just enjoying it. We we need to get him on chat to him about it. So, you know, speak, speak, speak. Um, but yeah. So yours, not to take away anything. No, yours, yours was great. And Neil, jeez, you, you can How to never, bring a man down. You can never compare a race. Um, like, you know, you've had a you've had a long week, your biggest week in the build up, and you've run twenty four k of that. 30 at this race base that's first of all that's more than i've ever been prescribed by a coach so you've gone well over so it should feel tough like give yourself a bit of a break and definitely like don't you know take it take it nice and easy tomorrow and stuff so no i'm gonna go straight that's some, no man that's <laughs> that's like strong running look at look at that all of that is um 356 is more importantly towards the end of the run you're still running like 356 and four-minute Ks. So it's going to feel yeah. tough. But what was your heart rate? How did how did that kind of... Uh, 140s into the low 150s. Oh, man, that's... I don't understand it. So I think it must, be it must be broken. I, but it was it was pretty... If you look at it, it's quite steady. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not, not just one. It's, just it's, almost, it's almost like you've been doing long runs and training for a marathon. You know what? Maybe I've been timing these long runs 
as part of my training program at the right time. I'm not sure. It's just <laughs> such a shame that you're not <laughs> marathon on its own without a marathon as an aperitif. Oh gosh. Well, three weeks to go. You know, things might change, but if yeah. they don't, they don't. Um, and I'm still happy. Which one? Which one would if you had to? <laughs> so, say Martin wasn't doing Manchester. Would you no. go hard at Brighton or Manchester? I think I'd look at the weather. Um, <laughs> nice, because yeah. Brighton's very dependent. Brighton's very dependent on the, the wind, and I think we talked a bit last week about there being like less sort of people, like the depth of it. Um, but part of me would really like to do well at Brighton, just because there's like a few more home people that I know that will be there. Um, sort of like the idea, and it's a lovely sort of five miles into the end. So it feel it probably I feel like it would mean more to me. To do it to do well there there's a bit in fact it's where the hove prom park run takes place where you're actually running along and um it's it's almost like a tour de france going up the mountain-esque um crowd because there's no barriers everyone's just mm. sort of clapping right in your face like patting you on almost patting you on the back as you're running through and matt you've experienced this and i had this in 2014 my very first marathon was brighton like one uh, 318, 319 or something. Um, absolutely amazing. But um, I sort of, I just sort of want to experience that again, but I also want to, I want to experience that again, um, but but as a better runner. Yeah. Sort of see what that's like. So yeah, I guess I could absolutely mess everything up by doing Manchester. That's, that's the sort of the, 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 that's the risk there. But then, but then again, maybe I won't, maybe I'll be all right. If I just do nothing the next week and have massages, I think. Oh, stop it. We talked about this last week. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it again then. So <laughs> we've had my week. Great. That's a, that's a, that's a strong week. So how much was your total there, Neil, for the week? Uh, about 102, 102, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, oh, and then also your lunch walk, which brought up to 106. I've just seen that one now. Never forget the lunch walk. It's very important. You'll yeah, never, you'll never that. walk alone. They say. <laughs> that's me then. Anyway, uh, who's next? Um, Matt, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Cheers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, another another similar week for me. So started with a another Monday double. Um, I realised that I've not been doing my easy runs on the Ebury Way, which I've referred to to a few times on here i've not been going there for the last couple of weeks because it's rained a bit and it's it's basically just like a muddy trail and so i thought it would be puddles everywhere and mud everywhere and whatever anyway i went on monday and it was bone dry so i've basically just been on the Ebury way every day <laughs> every day nice <laughs> no, so so monday start of the week uh yeah 50 minutes easy about 10k uh in the morning and then in the evening a similar sort of thing so 55 minutes uh 11 11 and a bit kilometers um so yeah easy double like normal on a monday then tuesday i went to paddington wreck in the evening um and i did my warm-up decided i needed the loo and accidentally stopped my watch so I did another thing that I hate people doing, which is 
littered people's feeds with two different runs for the same run. Oh. Um, but yeah, bit, bit of an accident. So I started to have accidents. So you've got a warm up separately, and then, and then the workout was. Oh, but um, better than better than just a manual upload, where you have those three point <laughs> three k uploaded at four minutes k's, and there's no map, and you're like, yeah, did you run those? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they are annoying and um or or uploading manually uploading activities that are not like i just think of strava as being running and and cycling not walking but, you know, right? like uploading elliptical or something seems oh, odd to me yoga or weights yoga. Or yoga, yeah. no sorry sorry i'm not accepting yoga <gasps> sorry <laughs> i'm not yeah, accepting your walking either neil no, that's a, there's, a, there's a map there's a map you can see where i, I, I was interested to know <laughs> just get google, anyway, so google maps google maps says the same thing by the way but yeah sorry carry on Matt. carry on no, so this, the session was four by two miles at um half marathon pace it was a bit of a it was a bit of a beast actually um <laughs> you say that is strong that really is so ignore i would say ignore the paces because the paces are wrong um well they're not wrong but they're a little bit off because on a track your gps is usually pretty generous so it mm. says like the first rep says 3.28 kilometers well it wasn't it was 3200 plus a little bit for overtaking people or whatever but i mean it's not an extra 80 meters is it so right um so if you ignore the pace and just look at the time so the first rep was 11 minutes 17 seconds for well it's not quite two miles is it but 3200 meters eight laps of the track so 11 17 for the first one 11 18 for the second 11 14 and 11 18 so oh. fairly similar but not quite up to neil's no seriously seriously good for double <laughs> <laughs> um that and the idea was meant to session be, they were meant to be half marathon pace so I tried to run them about 3.30 to 3.35. And that's, I can't remember now. What is it? It's like 84 or something? No. 30. Yeah, actually, you might be right. <laughs> I think it's 84 or 85, isn't it? Some, something like that. I kept thinking I was going through 22 every 200. Every 200, that's wrong. 42 every 200. 80 something like that anyway rough rough guide um so it was four by two miles off like a lap jog recovery um so that was tuesday a bit of a biggie because that's like eight miles of yeah hard effort so that was a bit of a biggie um so wednesday was a very easy was that to coach? Did your coach give you that? Or was this just like your made-up session? Yeah, no, coach gave it. And there's a bit of a recurring theme. So there's another similar session when I get to Sunday. And then I'm basically doing that, that Tuesday session again this week. Um, basically just cramming in, like, work, well, volume at hard effort because I've not had weeks and weeks and weeks of really good marathon training i've just done weeks of getting back to full training so how's the knee feeling is it good it is good it's i'd say fine it's probably the right word like 
So at the end of these sessions in the cool down, it's like a two out of 10, two or three out of 10, but it's not painful. It's just still niggles away. But my coach actually, I found this kind of interesting. My coach was, I was saying about that it's still, I could still feel it and it bothered me. I think it bothers me a bit more than it bothers him. I was a bit bothered by it and stuff. And he was talking, he drew, he drew me a graph of... Um, uh, Sorry, uh, that, yeah, was, sort of, that was a little bit broken up. So he drew, did you say he drew you a graph? Yeah, so he drew a graph. So if you think of like two lines, one being knee pain and the other being like a mixture of, well, like training loads. So like a mixture of volume and intensity and stuff. And so obviously what you want your training volume and intensity to go to go up and he's saying that you know in your mind you want the pain one to go down but realistically it's going to kind of go it's going to wobble around a bit it's going to go up and down sensations can hurt a little bit more and whatever but that rather than think about the line what you should think about is the difference between the two lines so if your training volume is going up and your pain is still relatively the same level well, the gap, the, like the delta between the two lines is much bigger than it was back when you were injured, where your volume was down really low and your knee pain was fairly high. And so the lines are slight touching. So all that matters is that the two lines are getting further apart or at least staying the same distance apart, rather than thinking about like, where's the knee pain or whatever. It's like, what's the difference between the two lines? I like that. That's interesting. Have you got that graph? Um, I mean, he drew it on a whiteboard whilst we, whilst we talked on Zoom. So no, but I could I could I could recreate it for you if you like. Yeah, I think that'd be nice on nice on the gram. <laughs> um, but anyway, after that on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning was incredibly easy. So just an hour easy along the Hebrew way again, seeing as it's dry. Um, so yeah, hour easy, and then Thursday. Thursday was. 10k easy again on the Ebrew way 10k easy and then 5k progression so slowly like picking up from that easy pace and then by the end of the 5k at like threshold sort of effort um and then straight after that i did four strides just for picking up picking up just to where you've got your eyeballs on your tits or something where i've got my what sorry excuse me uh just the way you've got your eyeballs on your tits at the end of that because you're running some nice just five minute k's and then all of a sudden you go 413 359 and then up to 329 just like <laughs> oh, it's... oh yeah there was a little bit of a of a sharp pickup towards the end plus i think i think the route i did the last the very last bit of that 5k was down a steep hill so um i did a kneel no. ross barkley i did a ross barkley <laughs> oh yeah there's the 11 11 meters it's uh it's nice though so so with this ebri way what's the situation with it being dry how how has it managed to miss out on the rain is it tree covered <laughs> calms so yeah it's tree covered but i guess it's just not really been I guess, wet enough over a sustained period, right? Like we've had days of rain, but it's not been like weeks of day after day of rain. So I think it just dries out a little bit. I don't know. It's just not as bad as I thought it was for a muddy trail path. 
Fair enough, because it's so wet in Gladstone Park when, well, when I left after that, that park run, the ending where you run over that grass is so muddy. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really everywhere that could be was, was pretty waterlogged. So that's interesting. Um, nice find though. And of course, you're now the legend of Ebury Way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My aim and I, yeah, I just do the same things, repeat them, but, um, no, and then anyway, so that was Thursday, Friday off as usual. Saturday, I went down the Ebury way again. <laughs> God, you better, um, you better be doing this tomorrow, no, next week. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Do what you want, it's good. It's a shame that we will boo. We will boo. If it's you a shame that me and Matt are going um, next to each other because mine are very similar routes as well. So we should <laughs> split, split us up with Neil. Um, obviously, I didn't run down the Ebury Way, but mine were very similar to each other. I want to. I want to. Um, n- no, it's, it's really not. But yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Neil. Um, Matt, so your pace was too good to be true, was it? Yeah, no, the GPS was rubbish. So it was an hour easy. And I, so from ours, out on the Ebury Way is, is downhill, basically, very gradual, but is, is a net downhill. And then back is a net uphill. So usually, I don't know about you guys, but usually sort of as a run, easy runs in particular, as they go on, your pace sort of naturally sort of picks up a bit. So as you sort of ease into it, yeah. you generally get a bit faster towards the end. The Ebury Way counters that a little bit because you start downhill and then you come back uphill. But this one, I turned around and I was running back and suddenly looked at my watch and my pace had like, it's like 15, 20 seconds, average pace was 15, 20 seconds quicker. I thought, Jesus, I'm feeling great. I must be super fit. And then I got home and I realised that the GPS had just <laughs> wiggled around all over the place and hence the pace was just rubbish. Um, Is it covered with trees or something? What's the situation there? Yeah, no, I don't know what, but... Um, I think I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to flag that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, kilometre nine and ten were some punchy efforts look at that 331 there you had your eyeballs on your tits a bit of uh, a bit of sketchy gps in there but just yeah an hour easy basically and then today uh, today was one of those long runs that sort of puts you in a coma for the rest of the day um so it was 13 what was it 13k easy it was like a long warm-up and then it was another set of four by two miles but these were at marathon pace off 300 meter jogs and then a mile at threshold and then 5k easy as a cool down and so in total it was 34 kilometers which is what's that 21 miles ish Hang on, so marathon pace is looking like 3.38. No, again, it's, it's, I did it around a track, and again, it's, it's just optimistic pacing. So it was 90-second laps, which is 3.45. And then are we, we going to get to marathon day, and you're going to be running uh, 2.25, and I'm going to be running a 2.39? Just, no, just, just checking. These, are you also I planning to you. just run away from me in the last 5K? I promise you these are 345 a kilometer they are no quicker yeah I mean I'd love to be running 345s but 
we'll also get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah, the like I say, the the two mile reps were three forty five a kilometer, and then I don't really know what the mile threshold was, other than the fact that it wasn't really a mile at threshold because by this point my effort was pretty high, should we say? Um, so yeah, a big, big, by far the biggest. You know, longest run and probably the hardest run I've done this block, and it's only <laughs> only three weeks out. And next next week I've got some more sort of blockbuster, big work, big sort of sessions and stuff. So it's very much it feels very much like we're just cramming stuff in now at the end just to try and get as fit. Yeah, as that's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm wondering, as a self self coached athlete, what I should do in the last two weeks because. Where is the point where you're not going to get any more gains? I think they say it's something like ten to fourteen days out. Yeah, well, but I think it. I think this is just about relevance, right? Like a lot of the stuff I've been doing in previous weeks, it's been stuff to get you fit, but it's not re- It's not hugely relevant to the marathon. Whereas this stuff is just more relevant. And but then also those those are two big. So like this week, if you look, those are two big sessions, but there's only two. Whereas if you look at all the previous weeks, there's three or, or whatever. So, okay, yeah, I did that progression, which is arguably a third, but it's not really. That's like 20 minutes of up to threshold, which is the pace you could run for an hour. So it's not, you're not trying all that hard. So, yeah, it's just, it's less frequent, but just more volume. And the more volume, therefore, makes it more relevant to marathon than doing like 10K reps or whatever. You know, sorry, reps at ten k pace. Or yeah. Um. So, anyway, so that's my week. Um, very very tired today, but um, after this morning, but hundred and twenty one k for the week. Um, nice. Nice. Over to you, Sam. Strong week. Strong week. Um, I think I'm going to precursor my week with a couple of. Uh, asterisks so i was planning on doing some um good while i'm away slightly warmer weather training and in my mind you know i'd get up before breakfast go for a run do some do some serious volume probably a few double days probably run about 130k so that was the plan um so we're in this hotel which is in malta up northeast coast i think and you go down from the hotel to the coast to the beachfront and there's a red path going east or west and if you go east then you could probably get away with about in my mind before sunday um two or three k before you had to turn back because it got to Basically, as soon as you get out of a town, there's no side paths or pavements, as some people like to call them. Um, and then if you turn left and go um, up the coast, you could probably get about four or five K. But it is quite hilly as well that way. And it gets a bit trafficy. So I could go left then come back, then go right to make up a kind of 12K loop. Um, So we're in this Pujiba area, 
and last Sunday I'd gone west and gone round that kind of headland bit, but it was really, really hilly and it just wasn't running, you know, I'm not, I'm not running a trail marathon. I want to be running on the road. I want to be locking into a pace. So I thought I'm going to try and find a long run that's going to be good. Um, but on the Monday, I thought I'll go back and have a look at the forest that I'd found out there. So I went to the dirt trails. Uh, honestly, when I got to that bay over there on the with the X, I don't know how you actually say it. It's something like Siminya. Um, you got up this hill that is really insane. It's just so, so hilly. So I think because I'd done the Sunday run and then did this one, which was kind of going out in those trails and coming back, for the first time I felt something in my Achilles and I was like, oh no. Oh God. I know, right? I've never had an Achilles problem, but it just felt higher up my heel and it was bit bit annoying so the next morning i went out for a little tester and did like east west so this is kind of that route i'm talking about you can go both ways mm -hmm. as soon as you get to the so we're looking at ninth of march now if you look at that when you get to the bottom of the screen you can't really i didn't think go any further than that without just being on roads um and the achilles felt just a little bit but you, you know those kind of injuries where you're like either i can run through this and it's just easing it off or not and it was um it was one of those so in the afternoon my mum and emma wanted to go for a run and i was like this is a perfect tester to see if it aggravates it so we went for a run out to that to that west side um so i called that the sutherland seaside, seaside saunter mm -hmm. very nice run down some some paths that i found in the morning really nice uh, yeah no it's it is really nice it's the the roads are dirty but once you get onto this little nature reserve at the bottom of it there's some salt flats which are the bit of sea to the right of that and um yeah it's quite cool um so yeah after that run i was like ah my achilles actually feels fine so the next evening yeah so like i said i was really trying to get up and do runs before breakfast but either i drank too much wine at dinner because it was free or breakfast was happening too like in the middle of when i would run it was always like 8 30 9 o'clock and so i couldn't really get out there before so i went for a run in the evening and um the achilles were feeling fine at the start so i did five times three minutes effort um during that and found this really cool pool that overlooks the harbour so i took a photo of that as you can see um for those enjoying strava along at home um and then yesterday no not yesterday uh friday i started looking around for a route for sunday because i was like i want to do around 30k what am i going to do um so i went out really far west to that um kind of nature reserve bit and ran up the hill kind of round the bay which made it a lot of a, a less gradual uh, or a more gradual incline went up there i was like yeah this is what i could do and then yesterday ran out to 
similar bits and did 13k again so basically i was just doing 12 or 13k about an hour can you pronounce that <laughs> i think it's something like yminya yminya x-e-m-x-i-j-a easy for you to say <laughs> um and then yesterday evening we went to see the bootleg beatles oh so if you look at that map on the minya bay if you carry on round past the salt flats and then back up that other coast you get to a bay called st julian's which is where um the hilton is so in the hilton conference center the bootleg beetles had booked themselves a couple of nights went to see them which was excellent the only issue was that the bar was closed because of covid so I found two other um, English people who were looking for a drink and we ran into the Hilton bar and they said, yeah, you can take some bottles of wine back in there. So we bought those and went back in there. Very nice. But noted on my bus journey that I could actually run along the side of the road all the way down the screen, past that nature reserve, back up past the salt flats round the bay all the way pretty much to the gig and then back and that would be about 20k and then i could run out to my other place so anyway i was making up a 32k route in my head while enjoying john paul ringo and george so today Dali went for a sleep and i went out on my run and so I ran out to the furthest place I would ever run and went down the hill and round. And then it was kind of make it up as you go along. And it was really dirty because first of all, I was right on the coast. So the wind was in my face, but I thought that's fine. This is the first 10K. And in my mind, I was thinking I'm going to do 10K, just warm up, 10K a bit steady, 10K marathon pace or effort. So I want the wind with me next 10k. So I went all the way up, ran through some really interesting parts that smelt of sulfur, um, through some caravans that some children shouted at me at, um, listening to a few podcasts. It was, it was great. Um, the wind was hammering my face. And I thought, at one point, I was like, what am, I, what am I doing here? What am I actually doing here? I'm running along on holiday just getting pelted by rain and wind it was it was pretty brutal but now i thought this is good training if the marathon's hard um got to a point right at the end there to the right of your screen where it just started getting really boggy i was not really on the main road anymore because it got too too a1 like turned around went back and then picked up the pace a little bit so started hitting around um 150 to 155 um, on the heart rate and then went around the headland back past all the way up the other end did the, the route that i'd actually planned to originally and then came back um it's actually a really lovely run and the time went by way quicker than i thought uh i didn't really hit it in the progression way i wanted to but because of the the elements i'm quite happy with that for a, a 20 mile run at 440s Two and a half hours which is what i promised the family um we got to go swimming afterwards it really is like a balancing act isn't it you can't just go out for hours 
And so because of all these, you know, not, I felt like a real running wanker this week. You know, I'm going out for another run. Even when I was just going for an hour run, it was very aware that everyone was doing their thing and I was doing running. Um, so 100K was a real achievement. I was so proud to hit that. I felt like I ran about 130 in terms of efforts of getting out. Um, so a little bit down on what I wanted, but the long run is always important. And I hit that with, I think, some good effort. And I worked hard. The shoes, I, I, <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting one. And I actually want to ask you guys, because that's the end of my week. But imagine you're going on a one-week holiday. You've only got cabin luggage. And it's a hot place. So you're probably going to have some flip-flop sliders, right? Sure. And you're also going to need some shoes that you can go to dinner in and maybe the mother-in-law will want you to go for the father-in-law's 70th birthday dinner in, which turned out to be my Nike Vans. But anyway, that, that's by the by. So I've got two pairs. Now, what are you going to... How many pairs of running shoes are you guys going to bring on a running holiday in the lead-up to uh, a serious marathon? for a whole case just for shoes no um that's hand like how, a... hmm. how many two i would say so i'd have an easy easy pair and then a workout well you know like a versatile workout pair. i'd have my trails 100 percent. 100 that area i would have been straight out on the hills but no i'd say i would have been because there are some you you but you you said you were sort of not wanting to <laughs> necessarily stuff up your Achilles doing it, but I would have had my trails and I would have had my um, deep sea diving shoes. That's what I would have had. Um, but also I don't have going out shoes. So I only have running shoes. So <laughs> what, would you have, um, what would you have worn for your long run? Deep sea diving. Nice. Depends. Depends whether, yeah. I mean, it, you, you're saying you've literally found it very hard to sort of scope out like where to go, what to do on the run. So you wanted to sort of keep it flat. You're not necessarily wanting to go up into the, even further into to the hills. Or in fact, it might, it might be impossible, impossible to even go I up can't there. tell you how hard, how steep it is just to get onto this yeah. trail at the yeah. far, because there's a really nice trail. If you look at that um, map on the, on the left, it's really lovely once you get up there. But I tell you, it is so fucking hilly. Like so hilly that I ran down this one bit and I realized I could go left or right. And if I went right, I looked down and I was like, I'll literally fall over on that road. I wish I'd taken a photo of it. It yeah. was so steep. So I went down the left way and then came up just because I was like, this is so steep that I'm not sure if I can run up it. I ran up it. I wonder if that's when I prang my little mm. Achilles. But anyway, honestly, it's a, a really interesting... I, if I ever move out of London, I'm going to go to the place and run there first just to make sure there are some routes I can run because coming here, I was like, it, there's just not the side, like the infrastructure for side paths on, yeah. on, I'm sure you'd find the bits like, but really, really tough to, to, to find long running routes. Um, yeah. So good answers. I, I 
I like I like Matt's a easy run and a versatile workout shoe. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. I bought two quite easy ones. Oh no, I bought Brooks Ghosts. Have you guys ever run in Brooks Ghosts? Yes. They are great shoes, aren't they? They are good. I, yeah, I went through the series for. In fact, when I first started running, when I first did my Brighton Marathon 2014, um, and it followed, mm. actually, me and Jilda, my brother-in-law, um, both had the same shoes, and we both went through the, the Brooks like at least two or three different series of them. My brother bought me some for Christmas, and I really enjoy them. They're a versatile trainer. Um, so just to also bring attention to the fact that I got two crowns on this holiday. One I noticed was, the days. <laughs> one, one was today's and one was um, last week's, which was on my long run as well. And I definitely didn't deserve either of them, but they, um, they just turned up and I didn't know about them, which is almost better. Um, but then it's always nice to have that little croon on your, on your run. Uh, <laughs> so I think now we come to Matt's fact. Oh, yeah. Which, which um, I'd love to sing a little ding dong about, but I think it might be Neil's turn. <laughs> okay. Well, if you just, oh, yeah, you've, you've muted. Thanks, Sam. I'll get a little bit on that one. Um... <laughs> Are you ready? Um, this was interesting. I've been playing with this program on my computer called Garage Band. You might have heard of it. Um, but yeah, it's a jingle. Let's give it a go. It's time to hear Matt's fact. I'd like to note at the end the 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 tear stupidity uh where the the general feeling of the song is minor and it mm. and it finishes off in a major key oh there you go tears to piccadilly that's neil's fact yeah. that's fact <laughs> wow how do you follow that map they're getting harder with each week to follow the <laughs> intros but um yeah no thanks for that neil that was a, like i say a work of art but um yeah so the the fact i've done slightly better job this week although it might be a bit more boring but a slightly better job of actually writing stuff down rather than just making it up on the, well not making it up but, you know like verbally making it up on the spot so today's fact is that we are all in fact time travelers yep nice. let that sink in so oh got a bit of, bit of text here to read but uh bear with me so Sometimes when you flick your eyes, so let's say you're doing something, say you're at your computer or you're writing something down and you glance across, so you quickly move your eyes from what you're doing to the clock to check what time it is. If that's an analog clock, 
time seems to stand still. So when your eyes move to the clock and set on the clock, the second hand, so literally the, you know, the, the hand that counts the second, when you first look at it, the second hand seems to hang in space. It seems to wait longer than a second before it moves to the next second. But then after that pause, time sort of restarts and the clock seems to tick at normal, regular intervals. And so this is a normal experience. And psychologists at University College London conducted an experiment and even came up with a name and imaginatively called it the stopped clock illusion. And so moving your eyes from one point to another is so quick and automatic. But when you move your eyes rapidly, there's a momentary break in there. This I'm reading from their paper. Momentary break in visual experience. So it's in this interruption in consciousness that leads to the illusion of the stopped clock. And the theory is that your brain attempts to build sort of a seamless story around, um, you know, around you, around the world from your ongoing input of all the different senses. So sight, smell, sound, all that sort of stuff. And rapid eye movements create a break in that information because you're it's sort of like moving too quickly for it to build the story. Um, and so your brain fill, you know, covers that gap for you. Um, so the brain fills in the gap with whatever comes after the break. So normally that's undetectable. You know, in everyday life, this happens all the time, but it's undetectable. But if you move your eyes very quickly to something that's moving with precise regularity, say like a clock, then you spot the difference. You spot the the error. You spot the gap, uh, and it appears like an, a long second. Basically, the second seems to last longer than normal. And it doesn't just happen with eye movement and not just clocks. So um, all that really matters is that your the, the shift in attention is what matters. So, for example, another sort of a sister illusion, so a different, yeah, different type of illusion that's the same thing is with hearing. And it's called the dead phone illusion. And this is, say you pick up an old fashioned phone. And you know, on an old fashioned phone, you have the dial tone with the pause. And so when you first pick it up on the pause, the pause sounds really long and then the dial tone comes in and it seems regular. So that's the same thing as the stopped clock, apparently. It's the change, you know, rapid movement and change in noise. The first pause seems longer than normal. Um, and so, yeah, basically all of this illustrates time passing is constructed at least in part by your brain and like everything else what we experience is our brain's best guess of the world around us and effectively we are therefore time travelers because time stops momentarily if you glance at a clock very quickly oh. That's pretty deep. but yeah i've definitely experienced that too <laughs> love that that's epic it's Stunning, stunning facts.
and even equally stunning music. Actually, that's that's good, isn't it? An incredible fact with an incredible bit of tunage. Nice, Neil. I look forward to the next week. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's it. I'm uh, I'm coming back tomorrow. I'm on a mm. on a jet plane, and I'm looking forward to it. I hear it's warm in in, in London. Is that right? Oh, neither of us are. Oh, hang on. Neither of it's you guys not, live in London. That's all. It's awkward. not cold. It's not cold, but I wouldn't say it was warm. Yeah, it sounds like the same as here. Something like thirteen degrees here, and it was rainy as today. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, your, your, your photos generally look quite cloudy. Is that was I expected? Is no, a... that was I was just a little auto generated cloud that I put on to make it look better. Cool. Yeah, make us feel make us feel better. Yeah, it's this time of year. Instagram mm. does it. No, it's it's quite cloudy. Um, it's been really sunny most days for walks around, but yeah, it's been had a good amount of cloud. I've tried to run when it's most dreary because then. I'm not feeling bad for leaving um, <laughs> the family. Um, so yeah, anything of note for you guys over the next the next seven days? Uh, Matt, no, I'm just going to spend the next. Yeah, I'm going to spend the next 36 hours trying to persuade Sam to come and do a workout on Tuesday night. Yeah, no, I'm there. I'm going to come along. I'm not sure how much of your two mile reps I'm going to do. Two miles is a long way, but then again, we're both running the same marathon at the same pace, so I really should be able to do something similar to you. Oof, is it possible? This is the time to, to push it, isn't it? Because it's two weeks before. This is the last week, I'm sure. This is the last one. This is it, really, isn't it? This is where you want to go, and then you can taper. I'm certainly doing that. This is my last main one, I think. Maybe a little easier the week after, but um, I'm doing a London day next week and um other than that no keep it guys uh, matt you should check out um ebri uh, path if you get the chance ebri way is that nice Ibri way. you should get yeah. things to go make sure you check that out <laughs> not, sure if you've, not sure if you've been before sounds lovely sam Very you should cool. try it there's this spot called i'll send you it later it's a spot called the grill near oh <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Actually, I can't wait to get back there. You can whittle away 10k easily on the grill. Oh. Um, anyway, lovely to chat, guys. guys. And um, have a brilliant week. A brilliant week. Good one. Oh, very nice. Speak to you soon. <clears throat> Run. Peel. Chat. Repeat. Repeat. <laughs>